Welcome, everybody, to the Tea with Miss McGill show, episode 36. It is Puka. It is Reed Larson. As always, we are fueled by our friends over at Blue Line Brews. So there's the K-Cups on shelves now. Bemidji, Iron Range, Northern Wisconsin, Twin Ports. That's what the K-Cups are looking like in the box here. Of course, there's the logo. 10% of profits back to law enforcement. Yeah, so he's got the law enforcement tattoo right there. Uh, so like I said, find it at a store near you. Unfortunately, Reed, bear of bad news, 10 below again tonight. Best thing you can do is have a hot cup of coffee tonight and in the morning. And then they're saying, I just heard a report anywhere from 2 to 17 inches of snow over the weekend. Uh, I guess this storm is so scattered and moving with a different velocity. They haven't quite pinpointed it. So bottom wow. line. 2 to 17 know, inches like they uh, wonder yeah. if we could get any closer really narrowing it down really <laughs> narrowing it down yeah. so wow. uh, so like i said you're gonna want your hot coffee so get to the store before the storm or bluelinebrews.com simple as that when you're at checkout the promo code right now with for the two with miss mcgill show is save 15 and it'll obviously save you 15 percent. of course blue line brews you can find them on all their different social media channels go over there give them a like uh, we appreciate everything they're not only doing for us, but everything they're doing for uh, the men and women in blue in law enforcement all across the United States. Okay. Like I said, episode 36. Welcome to the uh, star of the show, Reed Larson. How was your week? Well, it was exciting. It, uh, and is it Thursday yet? This is my question because I want to play. Let's go. Let's go. We got one game to talk about here tonight that uh, I don't think there'll be any questions in anybody's mind as to the outcome of that uh, that game, the, sec the Section 7 Single-A Championship game that's going to be currently going on here within the next 40 minutes. Uh, so we'll be touching base on that next week, but I think I don't think there's as much of a question mark uh, of the finale of that game as there is uh, with the double-A game, which we'll get into uh, a little bit later on. But uh it's playoff week. It's section finals week. It's one game for, you know, the, the final four, two teams or the final four teams remaining in the uh, class, a double a section seven right now. So giddy up, let's go. We're ready for uh, playoff hockey. We're ready for next week. We'll be previewing state tournament hockey. Yeah. Giddy up. Yeah. And that means we only got a couple of weeks left uh, fans. Now I guess maybe we should bring this up at this time. So we go weekly during high school hockey season we will do the state tournament show then we will do a recap of the state tournament and then we'll go to a monthly interview format uh, until the season you know we'll get back to a weekly show in november so just uh, be aware of that that you won't be hearing our beautiful voices and or seeing our beautiful faces on a weekly basis here coming up in a few weeks so uh share and like while you can uh because the tea with miss mcgill show uh weekly just has a few more weeks left all right speaking of seven double a hockey like you brought up reed why don't you give us a little recap from Saturday down at Amsel as there were four teams competing uh, for a shot at the title here. Right. Yes. You know, four teams uh, that were down there playing for the, the double a opportunity to make it to the finals. The first game at five 30 on Saturday night was between Andover and forest Lake. And uh, 
it had actually turned out at the very beginning of that game where uh, Forest Lake was was putting everything at Andover. It was uh, at one point in time, it was a 3-2 hockey game. Forest Lake was uh, giving them all they could have, but that really only lasted about the first five minutes of the first period. Uh, then it was lights out, started banging things home. Uh, I couldn't even, off the top of my head, I can't even remember what the score was after the first period. But when the first period was over, the game was out of reach for Force Lake to even do anything after that. So uh, it, it ended up in a final and uh, over the over the top of Force Lake, a, a 10 to 2. Um, at least they scored two goals. Uh, but it was, uh, you know, it's kind of disappointing when you see the level in a semifinal game, you know, you, I've seen games in, you know, the, the one seed, eight seed or the two seed, seven seed that were better games than those. That was really kind of interesting. And, and I guess for those that want to know, maybe the section really does need to go back to the idea of voting for seeding because that might have already just proved to you that there were better games at the quarterfinal with some teams. I mean, Rapids and Duluth East was a better game than, you know, Rapids and Blaine. So why, why are we going to the QRF when, when we should be doing what every other section is doing, which is going to voting. So section seven, the region seven committee needs to get together with the coaches from section seven, double a, and they need to revisit how they're voting for the seating in the section tournament. Cause that's not working. That's very interesting. That is a fantastic point. Now, did you say last week that the QRF throughout the whole state is only used at seven double a this year? Yep. Oh, okay. This year. Okay. Yeah. And there's other, there's other sports that use it. I mean, you know, volleyball uses it some, I don't know what, if it's basketball that uses it as well, but there's a lot that uses that QRF rating. And right now section seven AA is the only one in AA that, that uses it. And I just think, why, why are we doing that? When everybody else is doing, they're using coaches knowledge versus a computerized algorithm that to me, it boggles my mind how some of these teams are rated above others uh, it comes down to a coach's vote um, beside, you know, using the QRF for other things. And I, and I would think that at a coach's vote, had we not been doing the QRF, we would have been the one seed versus Andover being the one seed, or I should say Grand Rapids should have been the one seed. At any rate, it doesn't matter. Getting on to the next game, Rapids will, will meet and over in the championships. And we'll preview that in a little bit. So the game does, it doesn't change in the fact that the one and two are in the championship game. They made it there. So whether we're one or we're two, the only difference is, is that, you know, the, the one gets home ice advantage and really the only, the only situation that's a bonus to you there because it's not in your own building is that you get last change. So that's the only thing that matters. Uh, but then moving on, I guess I got off on a tangent there for a second with the QRF and the rating, but let's talk about the next game on Saturday that was at 7.30. That was Grand Rapids uh, Grand Rapids versus Blaine on the other side of the bracket, the two and the three seed. Uh, and again, same situation that we just discussed with Andover and Forest Lake. It was well out of reach in the first period. Same thing with Blaine and Grand Rapids. It was well out of reach in the first period. First period was over. It's five to nothing right away. Rapids is up. Now, Grand and Grand Rapids played a lights out first period. That's one of the best first periods that I've seen Grand Rapids play in the three years that I've been here and four years that I've been here in town watching just about every game. 
Um, they were good, but um, you know, usually teams can good teams can rebound and, and come back from a period like that. Um, Blaine did not. It, it they ended up scoring a goal um, later on in the game, but it, it just didn't do anything. Rapids proceeded to pump in you know, four more goals between the second and third period. It ended up at the end of the night, it ended up nine to nine to one. Yeah. Nine to one. Yeah. Shots 33, 18. And yeah, light, a lightning fast start for Rapids. I actually missed about the first eight minutes of the game. And I, well, you yeah, missed I probably four goals that were scored right yeah, away. Yeah. I think it was four or five, nothing by the time I turned it on. So I well, was in Mars had two goals in the first period. Justin Kerr had a goal in the first period. And I believe Caden Nelson had a goal or excuse me, Garrett Trotz had a goal in the first period. After that, I mean, your guess is good as mine. Uh, Hayden DeMars ended up with a hat trick that night. He was lights out, one of the best players on the rink. It was fun to watch him play. Uh, other guys on the rink that were good. I mean, uh, Grand Rapids' second line was unbelievable. Uh, you know, Henry Sturl, Hayden DeMars, and Justin Kerr were just lights out. Joey Del Greco's line with um, – Caden Nelson and Garrett Drotz were lights out and the third line was unbelievable too. Just the presence that they brought to the game. It was fun to watch. Um, and, and when we get into previewing the championship game here later on in the show, we'll talk about what it's going to take uh, for Grand Rapids to be able to, uh, to seal that as the two seed. So um, great, great day of hockey just to watch. If you're a hockey fan at Amsoil, you always got to like the atmosphere. It's just disappointing that the parody between one and four and two and three wasn't, it, it wasn't better hockey. I, I'm not really sure, but you know, going back to what we just said when we went off on our little bird walk there for a second is it's, I, I think it comes down to the QRF. I really do. I think teams got seated in the wrong spots. Yeah. Yeah. And, no, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. Um, and of course a, a mistake Blaine made too, was they kept paying visits to the penalty box and that power play is just clicking on all cylinders. Yeah. You, you can't put a power play out there. Um, like Grand Rapids power play, or if you're watching, you know, tonight, as we speak here within the next 30 minutes, if you're going to watch Hermantown play, th those two teams have power plays that are 35% or higher. Hermantown is scratching at 40%. Grand Rapids is at about 36% or 37% on the power play. That's unbelievable. You do not want to put teams like that on the power play. Bottom line, guys like Easton Young, Joey Del Greco, Ren Merkway, these guys are going to score if you put them on the power play. Yeah, yeah, Bottom yeah. Tic-tac-toe, that's for sure. All right, yeah. anything else on 7 A? Nope. All right, we'll move into the 70, which I kind of covered. Uh, so these games were Friday. Uh, Hermantown ended up kind of running over Greenway. Not not terribly. It was it ended up six nothing. You know, one nothing after one. Greenway kind of hung in there. I, I didn't get to see the first period. I was listening to it. Um, but then things like like you kind of talked about with Forest Lake and Andover, things just kind of got out of control a little bit in the second. 46 to 13 shots on goal. Like I said, six nothing win for Hermantown, but Jurgensen he had played a heck of a game, forty six shots. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, there, you, if you, like we said last week, if there was any team that has a chance at knocking Hermantown off in just in the history of Greenway being able to do that, you know, just in the, I guess not so recent, not so recent future. I would like to say it was for you and I. It seems like it was just yesterday we watched Greenway knock them out in the section finals, but that now already was 2019. We're already a couple of years, a few years down the road here. So um, 
if there was any team in my mind that could have had a chance at it, it would have been Greenway, but really I don't think that there's anybody else in that section that's got a chance. So uh, besides that though, when you're looking at the two, the three, the four, the five seed, those are some pretty even teams. Rock Ridge ended up knocking off Duluth Denfeld at one point during the season, you know, Greenway had knocked off Rock Ridge. Uh, Hibbing knocked off Rock Ridge in the playoffs. So, I mean, look, look at, the parody between those teams. It's just, it's interesting to watch. Uh, it's fun to see these teams battle each other for, you know, for the opportunity to play in the section finals. And I guess I hate to say it, it's battle the battle themselves down for the opportunity to get to play in the section finals, because we know who's going to move on in the state tournament. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like I said, that game, uh, so it'll be Denfeld Hermantown. That game will be a uh, firing up here. Like I said, about a half hour. So that brings me to Denfeld who faced Hibbing in the other semi final game in 7A. 14-7 shots in favor of Denfeld after the first. It was 0-0. Four minutes into the second, Caden Polstol runs Hibbing goaltender Braden Boyer. Uh, gets a five-minute major for charging. So we're thinking, ah, you know, here's, you know, kind of here's here's Hibbing shots. Maybe get on the board. Ironically, so that, so Boyer exits the game. Uh, uh, Logan Radovich comes in and kind of a lucky play. Denfeld is able to poke the puck out. Uh, Connor McClure is on a two-on-one and uh, Kabina for Hibbing gets his stick on the pass. I, I don't think the pass was going to hit McClure until Kabina kind of got his stick on it. So the, the puck kind of changes direction and slows down a lot, a lot right on McClure's stick. First shot Radovich faces, you know, from about the faceoff dot in the slot uh, goes in. So a shorthanded goal for Denfeld to put him up one nothing. At that whistle, Boyles, or Boyer, excuse me, the goaltender for Hibbing is able to return. Um, and then, um, McClure uh, nets another one. He just kind of came from around the net, top of the circle, shot, uh, second goal there. And, uh, you know, then it's 2 nothing after two. And then Denfield buried one in the third. And you can see that kind of took the, the wind out of the sails there. Uh, uh, shots ended up being 22-37, 3 nothing win uh, for Denfield. And just Hipping just couldn't really uh, – they did they chipped the puck out a lot like they did against, against Rock Ridge. But they were a little bit, little too many dipsy doodles, one on twos instead of shooting, trying to go through both guys. That, that happened three, four times. They just weren't putting the pucks on net. Um, so, but, you know, Denfeld was the two seed. So, uh, you know, like I said, with a little help, maybe with a little luck, maybe Denfeld can, can take a tournament down tonight. Well, I sure hope so. I mean, it lets everybody just hope for the opportunity to, to see some sort of, you know, at least fight for, uh, fight for it. You know, we, we did, you know, like you said, there's Greenway was able to do it in 2019. Greenway was in that section championship in 2018, and it was a close game. So two years in a row, they made it tough on Hermantown, um, but it hasn't been tough on them since. So we, we just really like to see that Amsoil Arena, and I'm sure Section 7 would like to see that be a closer game too. More people will come out and actually buy tickets to go to the game. I mean, that place is going to be empty. Nobody wants to go watch that game. You got... Hermantown and Duluth Denfeld and Duluth Denfeld. That's to I mean that their hometown, they've got a five minute drive. Hermantown has a, a 10 minute drive. No one's going to be at that game. It's not, there's people will just choose to watch it on TV because they know the outcome already. That place will be buzzing on tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, a bit. I wish they'd go back to that format, at least for the single A, not, not so much a double A because they're, they're drawing more for the cities, but you know, there used to be, 
back in our days, remember the playoffs that you kind of just kind of rotate between the deck and hibbing, deck and hibbing uh, back when it was the deck. And, and, you know, for single, I, I could see a lot of justification for that because I, what, what, even if it was Hermantown Denfeld tonight, if it was in hibbing, I think the, the building would still be fairly packed because there's just a lot fewer entertainment options in, on the range than there are in, in Duluth. And I think a lot of people would show up for that. Uh, so I wish I'd kind of go back to that rotation, but I've, I've kind of dug down that, that rabbit hole more than once. And it doesn't sound like uh, that that's even a possibility, unfortunately, but you know, you know, well, Iron range, hockey, I'd love to see it. Everybody likes that opportunity to play. And I think it's not as much about the crowd for them as it is, you know, the atmosphere of getting to play where the Bulldogs play. Right. And I think, We've gone from, hey, let's try to get to the state tournament so we can play in the Excel Center to, hey, let's just see if we can get to the championship game and get to play where Amsoil is. And part of that is because nobody has seemed to add a chance to play at the Excel Energy Center from Section 7A. It hasn't happened since Greenway. And before that, there hasn't been anybody to do it uh, since Hibbinger, Virginia. I think there was a year or two there and there in between where Duluth Marshall made it, but yeah, yeah, hit section to lose every year. Yeah, 2011, I believe it was, was the last time Hibbing's gone, and maybe, yeah, maybe Virginia squeezed one in there at Virginia some point. Was nine and ten, and then okay. uh, in up to 2014, it was either you know Hibbing or Duluth Marshall, and then okay. 2014 was the year that Hermantown came back in the section. They came from section five. Okay. So. Okay. All right. Well, this is a uh, show of the people, folks. So please, you know, add your comments uh, on anything we've had thus far, especially on the, you know, the Hermantown subject. I know it comes up a lot. If you've got a, if you've got a comment on that, please comment. Well, you know, by the way, I don't mean any disrespect. Hermantown's got one heck of a program. It, it just, it, to me, the parody of it just isn't there anymore. It's frustrating as a fan and a coach when the same team goes every year. So I'm not going to be that guy that's hating on a program that just is dominating. Good for them. They've done the right things. They've Pat Andrews has done the right things. And before that, Bruce plant has done the right things to be able to get their program in the right spot, just from a guy on the outside looking in, it'd be nice to see somebody else win once in a while. That's just my point of view. Absolutely. All right. A word for Minnesota hockey camps, MHC, Minnesota hockey camps, breezy point, Minnesota, the camp where the pros go. It's, uh, it's open for registrations on minnesotahockeycamps.com in conjunction with the Minnesota Loons and the NA3HL Junior League um, all around the country right now. They've got the, the central, the, or I should say the North Division right now with the Loons in it, as well as the Granite City Lumberjacks, the Wilmer Warhawks, uh, the New Alm Steel. Who else is in there? The Alexandria Blizzard. Yeah. So, and I say in conjunction because the ownership is the same. Okay. Ownership for MHC Minnesota hockey camps is Chris Stewart, Craig Larson, and Tony Massieri as well. They've opened up that franchise where they have bought the Breezy Point North Stars uh, and rebranded it to the Minnesota Loons. So that's connected through the same ownership group. Um, but again, if you're looking for a camp, to go to in the summertime to hone in your hockey skills. Um, you know, I, I think people start looking towards camps like this when they're serious about their hockey career. 
Uh, people can join up and, and do their AAA this and AAA that in the summertime. And you could dump four to $6,000 in a summer to play for this team and that tournament, you know, such and such AAA team. And I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus because they've got a nice thing going there. But if you're serious about making yourself a hockey player and you want to find yourself a skill development camp, MHC is the place to go two times on the ice a day classroom work, workouts off ice like dry land, weight room and strength training, and some of the best coaches, college junior coaches in the area, sometimes professional coaches come back to help with this. And of course, high school coaches in the area, Craig Larson, one of the owners, is the head coach for um, uh, the Northern Lakes Lightning. So great place to go. And you might even bump into Chris Stewart on a daily basis at that camp. And good, good food from Massieri. <laughs> good food from Tony Massieri and company. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, let's circle over to Section Eight AA. So Moorhead, they rolled Brainerd, and they rolled STMA over the weekend four one to reach the Eight AA finals. Rosal, who was my pick to get out of that section, rolled Sartell last week. We talked a little bit about that, but they were beat in Rosal by number three seed Elk River, four three on Saturday uh, last week. Pole, let's play hockey pole at Rosa at number eight in the state. Kind of been in the top 10 all year. I think they reached up to like number five, maybe right after the, the week you guys were up there, uh, you know, right around that Christmas time, December time. Uh, are you surprised? Is that a major upset, minor upset seeing Elk River beat Rosa? Not at all. Not at all because we played Elk River down at the Dyna Classic and that was a good game for us. We, we struggled and there's, there's an element of the game of hockey that can win you or lose you a game in the playoffs. And that element is goaltending. <laughs> I got a good one. Elk Rivers goalie is good. And he will steal a game. He could potentially steal the next one. Um, okay. I called it. I called my pick was Moorhead to walk out of the, the section eight double a and, and I think thought Moorhead, regardless of who they play, I still think that they will be the team to go. Uh, but I'll tell you what, if uh, somebody finds themselves hot, namely the goaltender from Elk River, who I saw last year two times in a matter of two days as the Bantam AA coach for Grand Rapids. I was up in the Roseau tournament last year with my Bantam AA team, and we were playing our third game against Elk River, uh, and we lost. We had 48 shots on net, and we lost to Elk River 4-2. to two. Then we come back and because of the way the tournament worked uh, after three games, they, they take your pool and put you into another game for Sunday. We ended up drawing through that to play Elk River again the next day. And we lost two to one because this kid was unbelievable with another 42, 43 shots on net. That goaltender was unbelievable. So we saw him in the Adina Classic this year as a sophomore between the pipes for Grand wow. Rapids. And he was good. We, we figured out a way to beat them, but um, that's, that's the thing that's going to be the difference maker. And, and I'm not saying that Rozo's goaltender isn't a, a decent goaltender. I would never say that, but, um, but I'll tell you, the difference in that game is, is that when you find some good structure like they have from Coach Ben Gustafson uh, in Elk River and you find yourself a niche in playoffs and goaltending can steal you a game, and it did. I'm not surprised at all. Okay. Uh, so they're facing off uh, again at seven o'clock in St. Cloud, Moorhead Elk River for eight to double A. But what a weird section, huh? Moorhead, 
Rosal, Elk River, you know, Brainerd, Bemidji in the middle. Uh, yeah. You talk about a, a vast swath of area and territory. Uh, it's got to be the biggest in the state. Yeah, for sure. It's it's all over the place. It's all over the globe. And, and you can look at, like you were saying, with, with Section 8 is all over all over the place and so is section seven it's just going to be really interesting and the, those of you that are listening that have any kind of stake in the game when it comes to decisions made about you know what's my school going to do uh, you know going double a single a this that and the other deal and i'm this time i'm not even talking to hermantown you guys do whatever you want because if they if Hermantown chooses not to go double A in the next couple of years, guess what? There's going to be other teams from Section Seven A that decide to go double A because Hermantown won't. Rockridge being one, Hibbing being another. These places are now starting to say, "I'm just going to go double A. Uh, my chances are just as good to go to state if I go double A than they are if I'm single A. So I might as well yeah. just opt up." And some of them are going to start doing that. Yeah, yeah, that's so, been the hot. Rumor mill. So that part of it is, is this, is if some of these teams start to say, we want to go double A, Rock Ridge, Hibbing, now we've got some more geography when it comes to section seven double A. Rock Ridge comes in, Hibbing comes in, guess who goes out? Andover, Blaine, Coon Rapids, those are the ones that go out. Now we have something that's more geographical for the area. Yeah, oh, totally. So yeah, good yeah. for you guys. If you want to try to go double A, do it. That's only going to make hockey in northern Minnesota better. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. And, and, and we know that Hibbing's got some talent. And even this year, uh, Ableth, I guess they've got a, a pretty decent Bantam team with, I've heard, three of the top players, actually, Aurora White Lakes kids. So yep. very, very cool there. Um, yeah, so probably East kids. Yep. And those kids will be going to Rock Ridge next year in a combined program. And I, like I said, I know Ben Johnson is excited about it. If they get the opportunity to go double A, I know they're thinking about it. All right, perfect. Iron Range Apparel, again, 10 below tonight. And again, uh, playoff hockey is coming. So what you're going to want is your cap from ODR at Iron Range Apparel at the Thunderbird Mall to keep your ears warm as the weather gets cold. And like I said, I've been at the, been at the rinks lately, and this is what all the cool kids are wearing. ODR swag. They got T-shirts. They got jerseys. They got caps. They got baseball caps. All that good stuff, like I said, in the Thunderbird Mall in Virginia, Virginia, we call it the Gift Buyer's Paradise. You get a little bit of everything. So stop off at Iron Ranger Apparel and uh, tell them the with Miss McGill show sent you. And you can find the ODR line exclusively there at Iron Ranger Apparel. Okay, preview time. So the big one up north here. Tomorrow night, Amsoil Arena, Thursday night, Grand Rapids, number two seed, Andover. Number one seed, what you got for us? Well, that's going to be a good game. Uh, I see two teams that are a lot alike. Okay, I see uh, Andover. I think if you're looking at the edge, you can compare lines. I think Andover's first line is similar to our first line. They got speed. They got the ability to put the puck away. Most of the goals are scored from those two first lines. And you see that from both teams. Um, but then I start looking at the second lines from each team. Andover's second line is a good second line, but Grand Rapids' second line is better than their second line. They're bigger, they're stronger. Uh, they've got some high-level shots like Hayden DeMars and a hat trick against Blaine. Um, and they've got a really, really responsible centerman in Henry Sturl that takes care of 200 feet of the rink. Um, I, I think the edge in the, in the second line goes to Grand Rapids. Okay, so if I had to say first lines, I'd say 
Uh, they're pretty even between the two. Second lines, I think Grand Rapids has the edge in the second line. If you're starting to compare third lines, I don't even think there's a comparison. Grand Rapids is third line for the role that they run. Their role is to get pucks deep, get pucks on net, get pucks out, get off the ice in 35 seconds. And while you're out there, pound the crap out of them. And that's what they do. And they do it in a, a good, clean way, but finish checks, get pucks deep. They block shots. They play their role. So if, if Andover is planning to come in tomorrow night and be a skilled third line, uh, think again, you, you're going to go against a line that's probably uh, pound for pound twice as big or stronger as you are. you got guys like um, Hayden Davis is 120 pounds, or excuse me, at 220 pounds, 200 pounds, I should say anywhere from 200 to 205. You got somebody like um, Kyle Hankey that's 195, 200 pounds. Okay, you got Blaine Mortensen, maybe a little bit smaller than those two guys, but plays a really tough role as a centerman. Those guys are going to have a presence out there that is really scary, to be honest, for another team. I'd be, I'd be terrified to play against that line if I were any other team right now, because that third line dominates most third lines in the area, for sure. Well, well that after watching that first game, we talked about that. What was that, just three weeks ago? I said, in my opinion, the third line won the game rapids and over just a few weeks ago you and and the physical part was clearly on display you you could see that the message for that third line was to get out there and get some bodies on and over well and there's a couple of different elements too that i think you go into it i think if you're going defense for defense between the two teams Andover has two really high-end defensemen in weston knox and then law is the other one these are two really good defensemen um, but I think that our top three, four defensemen are better than their top three or four. Uh, East and Young, it is a complete travesty and it's an embarrassment to the voting committee, it, just in my opinion. I get to have an opinion. Who am I? I'm a nobody when it comes to picking these names for top 10 finalists for, for uh, Mr. Hockey. But it is an absolute travesty that Easton Young's not on that list because he should be on it. There's no question about it. He's one of the top defensemen in the state of Minnesota, in my opinion. Uh, I don't think that they have anybody on their team that matches that. Ren Merkway, he's bigger, stronger, uh, and in the last year has picked up some footwork that is was what was missing from his his game from before. So, so Ren Merkway, again, I think our top two defensemen are better than their top two defensemen. Um, if you start looking at down the line of three, four, and five, three, four, and five, I think our three and four are better than their three and four. Um, well, I'll also look at their three and four and say they're small. So when we start, Grand Rapids starts throwing guys at what they have on the back end, start putting guys like uh, Hayden Davis or Kyle Hankey in on the four check. If you go back and watch film in that game from their third line, their three and four defensemen were bailing out early because they're afraid to get hit. Yeah. So uh, well, just looking, great. and I'm not trying to be overconfident for Grand Rapids. Obviously, I'm wearing my, my Grand Rapids apparel here today. Um, obviously, I, I'm siding. I'm going to do that. Uh, but I just think logically. I mean, I, I've looked at these. I've watched film on these teams before. So now you want to look at, the, at, I guess, the deciding factor for lots of people, goaltending. Uh, Miles Gunderson's playing his best hockey of the year. He's a junior. Okay. Uh, they've got a goaltender between the pipes. I think it's Braun. Uh, he's on the list for Frank Brimsek, which means he's one of the top three nominated goalies in the state. So if somebody wants to, because they're giving him the edge 
you know, if someone wants to give the edge in goaltending, they can do that. I'm still going to pick Miles because I like the kid and I think he's dialed in. He's somebody that in a big game on a big night, that's the guy I want because this is the same guy for Grand Rapids last year in June that was pitching in the sec in the state tournament uh, and was a pressure guy in the state baseball tournament that helped get Grand Rapids' baseball team to the state championship game. That's the kind of pressure guy I want between the pipes for me. Um, obviously, they've got a good goaltender. Somebody thought he was good enough to be a top three in the state uh, for Andover. So as of right now, it's a pretty evenly matched team. But if I'm taking the edge, I'm going with these guys. It's going to be a two-goal win for Grand Rapids. That's what I'm going to say. Well, and I, I'd like to think that Grand Rapids will have the edge with the crowd and some noise. Uh, you know, I know there's going to be a lot of people flocking down there and talking to some guys today. Uh, so, yeah, interesting matchup. Like I said, this is the kind of what Rapids has been waiting for for about a year, although the playoffs were a lot later last year due to COVID. But, uh, you know, that disappointing loss in GR last year, it's revenge time. It is. It's, rede it's revenge and redemption for these guys. And, you know, it, it goes even farther back than that. Um, these guys are getting redemption from last year because they were disappointed. They were the one seed. They played at home in Grand Rapids. Andover comes up, knocks them out of – which was uh, an unusual scenario where you don't typically play the section championship game at an, at a, you know, a whole site for the, for that. Normally it's at a neutral site. They got beat at home. So that is pretty destroying to these guys that they've been thinking about it. Believe me, since the day it happened last year and they've been preparing for this moment. So that's one thing they want redemption for, but this group of seniors right now and a couple of these juniors played on my Bantam double a team three years ago, when we were in the region tournament, we had lost two times for the chance to go to the state tournament in the same day. It was up in war road. It was the region tournament. We work our way through the region tournament to the region championship game. And who do we play in the region title game? Rozo. We lost to Rozo the first time. Rozo gets advances to the state tournament, gets the first berth to the state tournament. Then we go down to the second place bracket and we have to work our way back through in order to, so we get back in there. You've got Moorhead that's working their way through to reach us in the next game up. And we play one more game and that side to go to state again, and we played Moorhead, and we lost. Ah. <laughs> and I remember talking to this group of seniors, and I remember telling this group of seniors in the locker room after the game, I know this hurts. I know it hurts. You guys deserve to be playing. You're good enough to be playing down at the state tournament. I just want you to think about this. I just want you to take this with you for the next two to three years. Because I said, it would be fun to be playing down there. 2019, yeah. it would have been fun to be playing at the state double A Bantam tournament, but I'm telling you, this group of guys is going to be playing for a championship and you're going to win it when it matters. And it's now. Yeah. Another shot. Another shot. All right. Anything else on the preview? Nope. All right. Our friends over at the rink sports bar in Eveleth, just down from the hockey hall of fame breakfast. We talked about, uh, they, they did a soft launch in like January. That's been going full scale. Today, recording day is Ash Wednesday. So that means Lent has started. That means it's fish fry season. Don't forget about their Friday fish fry at the Ring Sports Bar and Grill. Now, of course, daily specials all the time in the hockey-themed restaurant, 248-8582, 248-8582. Give them a call. You can pre-order and just pick it up or order online, the ringsportsbarandgrill.com. Say hi to Michelle. She'll take really good 
care of you. All right, a few more news items to go through here. Um, congrats to International Falls Bronco Jr. Colin Kostchuk. He led the IRC in scoring this year, 12 goals, 17 assists, 24 regular season games. Second year in a row, if you recall, uh, Brady Wicklin took the title last year for I Falls. So, uh, you know, nice work, Coach Baldwin. Uh, two years in a row for you. Uh, the roster for the Essentia Health All-Star Game has been released. We actually posted that to the GOAT Sports Facebook page. Uh, coaches will be the Denfeld Group, Jago, uh, Jake Johnson, and Ryan Garris. And then, uh, of course, Ben Johnson, uh, Kobe Friedlieb for Rock Ridge. They got the other team. Uh, you know, just a couple interesting omissions, because I think I know why Joy Del Greco not on the list, Easton Young on the list. Uh, probably shoot right to junior hockey when the season over season's over for them. Yeah, that's the plan. And the plan actually for that is once the state tournament is over, that's the hope <laughs> and the dream for these guys is that Easton will be off to Muskegon and Joey off to Waterloo. Okay. So the Essential Health game will be played Tuesday, March 15th at the Essential Duluth Heritage Center. Uh, Reed had mentioned uh, the Frank Brimsek finalists have been announced. The top 10 Mr. Hockey finalists have been announced. Uh, so, like I said, the Frank Brimsek, uh, Marco Bilak, or Balak from Creighton, Austin Bronze, Andover, who Reed had just mentioned, and then Ben Dardis of Matamidi. We got a couple of Northlanders here in the Mr. Hockey Top Ten finalists: Alex Bump, Prior Lake, Joe Del Greco, Grand Rapids, Drew Fisher, Creighton Durham Hall, Damon Gardner, Warroad, Dylan Godbout, Hill Murray, Leo Gruba, Hill Murray, Barrett Hall, Gentry Academy, Gavin Lindbergh, Moorhead, Tristan Sarsland. Benil St. Margaret and Max Strand up of Roseau. So let's circle back to kind of some of the Northlanders. Uh, I know you've seen all these guys play, Reed. Of course, you coach Joey Del Greco, 25 goals, 42 assists, 67 points in just 27 games. Pretty damn impressive. And the guy, if you've never seen him, he's a little undersized and he still totally gets it done. Yeah, you know, he he's adjusted to the game for, like you said, being undersized. He's adjusted to the game at the high school level, of course over the course of three seasons of playing. He he wrote, he reached his mile mark of over 100 points just a few weeks ago. He's got 111 points right now career-wise uh, for Grand Rapids High School. He was on a 31-game point streak that dated back to November, end of November, or excuse me, end of February last year. He was on a point-scoring streak. It ended against St. Thomas Academy. He didn't get any points that game, and then couple games later he got started make getting points again but at any rate uh he deserves to be in that position he's like you mentioned he's undersized but um his ability to adjust to the speed of the game his ability to protect himself because of his size is second to none he's uh he's gonna have a future in the game like i said once the season is done um He's off to Waterloo uh, to be a part of the USHL and, and get that much needed experience in. And as of right now, still not committed any place for college just yet. Um, but that'll be right around the corner, uh, 100%. So I'm not going to give a, what are his chances of being uh, Mr. Hockey because uh, I would just love to see it. But uh, we're just going to let those uh, folks just lie as they may. <laughs> Well, on a quick tangent on, uh, you know, the, the commits and such, and, and there seems to be fewer commits. And I was with the father of a division one hockey player today. And, you know, remember all you hockey fans, if you were affected by COVID at all, then you, you get that extra year. So even if you were a freshman last year because of COVID, or I don't even know if they go back two years, I think they go back two years because they actually canceled some of the, the D one athletics 
just hockey because hockey didn't get a national championship game in in 2020 i do not believe no right so if you were a freshman that year you still can get that fifth year so it's tough now uh you know for some of these young players like a joey del greco because i mean it's tough on the coach it's tough on everybody the coaches don't know is the guy going to take the fifth year is he going to is he going to go pro what's he going to do so there's kind of a bottleneck that i don't think we've ever seen before in college sports i didn't realize that it was going on if you were affected i kind of just thought it was last year's seniors you could come back but no it goes all the way back you were a freshman you were affected you have the option of playing that fifth year and that's of course all ncaa division one sports yeah, that's an interesting wrinkle to bring into the conversation because that does affect things. And it makes you think about how is Joey Del Greco not committed? How are guys like Easton Young not committed? Oh, that's why, because there's still people in that portal that have another year to play that uh, normally wouldn't been, would have been off, you know, and kids are staying in college a little bit longer. You don't see that I'm going to take off early to sign a professional contract right now. Uh, there people are staying for extra years and some are even transferring to different schools to play. So there's different rules with that, that I won't even get into, but, but yeah, that brings a different wrinkle into it. I think Joey Del Greco in any normal uh, timeframe right now, if we hadn't dealt with COVID a couple of years ago, he'd have been committed already. Right. Exactly. Well, let's talk about a guy who is committed. Another guy that I know you got to to watch this year, Damon Gardner of Oro, 37 goals. 74, 74 points in just 26 games for Warroad, and he's a Clarkson commit. Yeah, he's a man-child. Um, phenomenal hockey player. He's got a lot of – he's got a ridiculous amount of skill. He's got the size of an NHL player right now. Uh, he's got, you know, D1 NHL written all over him. And, of course, he's coming from Warroad, which he hasn't – this is the first year he's played back in Warroad since he was a peewee. So – yeah, he's up for Mr. Hockey. I think it's a little frustrating that someone can take off and then come back and then one year and they're up for Mr. Hockey, but you're just getting my interest and opinion on it. Um, should he be there? I mean, normally he would be there anyways. He's that good. I just look at, well, where was he last year? He wasn't playing in Minnesota. He's playing in the USHL. So he just decides to come back to play high school hockey and he's up for Mr. Hockey. So at any rate, I mean, that's just me throwing a couple of heart darts there at world, but I can afford to do that once in a while. I know a lot of people up there, Jay Hardwick might call my phone back and or Drew Parsley, a couple of my buddies up there, Al Hasberg and might start to call me and say, what are you doing throwing world under the bus? Well, that's just me. I do that once in a while, just to poke fun at people. Damian Gardner is unbelievable. He's a great hockey player. Yeah, the NHL skills, I know, are, they're kind of drooling over him. All right, the final Northlander that we already mentioned that's on the top 10 list here for finalists for Mr. Hockey, Matt Strand Rozo, uh, the senior forward, 36 goals, 78 points in 27 games. Yeah, there's no question about it that he should be on that list. And, you know, the way that 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 Mr. Hockey works is, is unfortunately, you know, you got a whole slew of guys from the Metro that are on there and you got three kind of Northland guys that are in there. My opinion, there should be two more Northlanders that are on there. Um, and Northlander won it last year. You know, Jack Peart won it last year. I just, it's going to be a really hard push, even no matter how good of a season, you know, Joey's having or um, Max is having or Gardner's having. It's going to be hard for one of those guys to, to pull it after Northlander won it last year. You know, there's going to be a hard push for somebody like Alex Bump out of Prior Lake, who's had just a great year. And to be honest with you, he's he's kind of the front runner for it. If I had to say who's going to get it, he's the front runner. But 
I've been proved wrong before, and I just will keep my fingers crossed for for those three guys that are Northland guys. Max Strand is is um, deserving as anybody is for that position, and he's got a he's got a great hockey career ahead of him. I just think, in my opinion, I think it's a complete travesty and a colossal miss by the committee that picks the finalists that Easton Young isn't on that list and that Thor Bufflin isn't on that list. They both deserve to be on it. And Thor Bufflin is a Rozo guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, interesting, but yeah, good luck to all the finalists, especially to you guys from the Northland here. Of course, we're all rooting for you. Speaking of rooting region weekend for all you youth players, a lot of teams competing. I falls. I know Hibbing sending a bunch Rapids sending a bunch, uh, you know, all over the state. Uh, any comments on youth hockey? I just just want to wish all those youth hockey teams uh, the best of luck as they go on uh, to represent their communities in the region tournament. You know, it's it's not the end of the world if you don't reach that that Maha State tournament. It's uh, it's definitely a milestone that everybody wants. A state tournament is what everybody plays for and a chance to go there. Uh, and I wish you the best of luck at your chances to get there. Uh, but again, it's not the end of the world. I've seen teams that have gone through youth hockey get bumped out in regions or bumped out in districts. And then, you know, four or five years later, they're playing in the section championship at high school when it matters and their team is down at the XL Energy Center. So I, let me rephrase it. I'm not telling you that it doesn't matter whether you go to state or not in youth hockey. It's fun. It's a lot of fun and it's good for programs. But where it really matters most is what happens and what we prepare for is kids to play at that high school level and for them to make it down to the XL Energy Center for the Minnesota State High School Hockey Tournament. Yeah. Well, yeah, kids, I've played in three region tournaments and, uh, of course, with phones and everything. Take take some notes in your phone and you'll look back in 20 years and, you, you know, you're not going to forget your experience at a region tournament. They were always fun. All right. Anything else, Reed? Nope. All right. Well, good luck to you. Good luck to the Thunderhawks tomorrow night at the Amsoil Arena in Duluth, 7 o'clock puck drop, of course. Uh, so if you're not doing anything tomorrow night, get down there and, uh, you know, go and support the boys, uh, swing, you know, swing over, you, you swing over to the rink, grab dinner, head down, maybe do a little shopping over at Iron Ridge Apparel while you're over that way, head down to Duluth, have a good time. Uh, like I said, please comment. Uh, if you want to connect with us more personally, Gold Sports Media, LLC at gmail.com is where you can do that. Puck is just dropping here. Uh, Herman, or excuse me, Denfield just won the draw. So that game is going on. Sharing is caring. Please share the show. Uh, new merch. Get a bunch of new merch. So especially if Rapids makes the, the tourney. Like it's almost Rapids colors, Reed. I mean, it's a little more red than orange, but hey, close enough. And you're going to want to be. We can't make orange on there. We can put orange. We can have yeah. an order made and turn that little thing into orange if we want to. Yeah, you, you could put Young and Del Greco got screwed, you know. Or, or, or young. <laughs> they got ripped off. Yeah. Orange. So find me uh, or even track down me. We'll find a way. But just like I said, comment or like I said, send us an email, GoatSportsMediaLLC at gmail.com. 20 bucks for a t shirt. You want to look cool. This is the way you're going to get an interview going on the state tournament if you have a teeth miss mcgill sh shirt on there you go uh, once again thank you blue line bruce rink sports bar and grill iron range apparel minnesota hockey Camps, iron range goalie academy uh, again find us on rumble also find us on instagram rumble gold sports media on instagram tea with miss mcgill uh like i said good luck thunderhawks for reed larson i am puka get out there especially you thunderhawks get out there and be your dream tomorrow you're tuned to the tea with miss mcgill show 
a production of Goat Sports Media, LLC.